When the sun goes down and the moon lights the sky, I am there, lurking in the shadows. <laughs> You're number one. No, no, number one. Check us out on Facebook. Playing you the greatest hits of all time. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Check us out on Facebook. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Guilty Gazette podcast with me, Dennis, and very welcome to Greg Hoy, all the way from the USA. Hey, Dennis. How you doing, my friend? I'm all right, man. How's it going? Oh, I, you know, I'm in the middle of Pennsylvania here in the United States, and uh, I'm just eating. You know that feeling when you're like, you're on a road, <laughs> you're on a road trip, and you're just eating like just, just the worst stuff, and I'm, I'm feeling it today. This is, this, is our, this is our first day out. Is it killing you, man? Is it killing you? Well, you know, with all this quarantine, I've been sitting at home, you know, eating all the all, all the healthy stuff, trying to stay healthy. And then uh, the second I get behind a steering wheel for more than five minutes, I'm ready to go through the drive through and, and get cheeseburgers and burritos and whatever else. <laughs> Greg, look, I've got a bulging waistband suggests I don't participate in anything but unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> what's the healthy? Like, like when you say I'm going to eat healthy, what do you have? Like, what's your what's your go to healthy meal? Bacon, eggs. That's perfect. It's got all the proteins. It's got all the aminos. That's a that's a very healthy, uh, very healthy choice. Although I usually add sausages to it and chips. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, that's good. The chips are good. You got a little vegetable in there. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I woke up this morning, and uh, you know, I just I got that 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 rundown feeling, and uh, I think I'm just gonna you know drink some water or something. That's a uh, good... after, I, after I finish this giant cup of coffee I got. How are you, my friend? <laughs> I'm all right, my man. I'm all right. So you're in Pennsylvania. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how well you know geography in the United States. I do. Carlisle is in Pennsylvania. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, we, uh, yeah, Carlisle, my dad lives not far from there. So we, we visited him. We got a new daughter and we wanted him to meet her. And, uh, you know, it's an interesting time with all the politics and everything going on. Wow. Yeah. Isn't it? We've got Biden and Trump time in it. Yeah. And everyone's like, you know, Coke, Pepsi, uh, McDonald's, Burger King. You know, everyone thinks there's just two things to choose from. And it's just, you see all these signs everywhere. and <laughs> The madness of politics. Oh, it's crazy over here. How is it over there? You have your own stuff going on over there. Oh, it's all crazy over here. We've got Boris. We've got madness, Brexit, you name it. It's all crazy over here right now. Why do Boris and Donald Trump look so similar? Isn't that weird to you? That's weird to me. I, I think it's whatever, whatever company creates. <laughs> laboratory had found them i i also remember a cartoon called pinky in the brain and i always yes. think of trump and, and uh our man <laughs> boris yes yes <laughs> the promise is very i was gonna say i don't know which maybe one, that was where it started yeah i don't know which one's pinky though which one's the brain to be honest <laughs> no it's impossible they seem like the same person absolutely to me. It's, <laughs> it's like an episode of red dwarf gone wrong <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Are you a science fiction fan at all? Do you watch like sci-fi? I do a bit. Yeah. I'm not the biggest sci-fi fan. I mean, I like I like the obvious things. You know, Star Trek and Star. Obviously, Star Wars. I mean, I I, sure. I grew up with that. You know, and I like a bit of Star Trek. You know. You know. There's a show called Black Mirror. Have you seen that? No, one? I haven't. So it started on the BBC, and then Netflix over here bought it, and they kept it going. And it came out about I don't know five or six years ago. I feel like. 
And it's almost like it predicted everything we're going through right now. It's very scary. Very scary. Because you start to think, hmm, maybe there is a script somewhere that they're following. Yeah. Yeah. You start thinking that, don't you? Yeah. You start thinking, this all seems a little too well organized, too well Mm -hmm. predictable as well. Yep. Well, I said to my wife, I said, you know, this is what happens when you destroy the economy and then no one has jobs and they're all sitting around at home. They start thinking all these crazy thoughts. Yeah. We're left. Like, oh, maybe the president is a lizard. <laughs> You've let us think for ourselves. <laughs> Just <That's> for once. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. So, Greg, what do you like? Yes, sir. What do you like to do in your spare time? Oh, man. You know, that's a great question. I think uh, let's talk uh, pre-COVID, pre-quarantine. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I think that's, you know, quarantine kind of messed us all up. But, um, you know, I, I, you and I had uh, messaged a, a bit about being uh, into taking road trips. And I'm a road junkie. I love um, travel. And one of the things about being a musician over here is, is uh, it's, you know, you can book a tour and, and go to, you know, up to, you know, 48 continental U.S. states. And, and meet new people and, and, and play music and, and you know, kind of get out there. And that, I think, is the thing I love the most is getting in front of an audience for, you know, an hour or whatever I have. Yeah. And eating at the local, like, pub and, and you know, maybe checking out some uh, local art. Uh, that's the stuff I love the most. And, and I think that up until, well, we did our last tour in October of last year. And we did all of the northeastern United States, which is a beautiful area. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot of, you know, it's the oldest part of, of the United States because of, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the original uh, 13 states and colonies and so forth. So it was, you know, that's what I, I love doing. And, and if I'm not doing that, you know, I'm trying to write songs and, and, and talk to great people like you about making stuff and, and, and you know, staying creative. Yeah, I like the sound of that. I quite like the sound of going out on the road myself. I, I mean, I, I like I like America. I've been to Vegas, Chicago, uh, Philadelphia, and I loved it. And going out on the road just sounds amazing. Well, the thing I loved when I was I, – I did a couple tours in the 2000s uh, over in Europe. Uh, playing, I was playing with another band at the time. And you can be – in your neck of the woods, you could be in, like, another country in three hours. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's not like here where, you know, I go and it's just dumber people – uh there it's i go and they speak a whole different language so, <laughs> quite literally <yeah. laughs> so i shouldn't say that that's not very nice uh, let's just say uh <laughs> you know here, here's the thing dennis the people that live on the coasts here in the united states they get a lot more oxygen yeah so they get they're a little more evolved in their ways of thinking and then the farther you get away from the water you know people just don't have as much air so there does that count for florida as well Florida's the outlier for everybody. <laughs> Florida's so, the thing. We don't like to talk about Florida here. I don't feel it. Yeah. So, Greg, how would you describe your music to folk who don't really know who you are? Shame oh, on them. Well, well, thank you. It's, thanks for reaching out to do this. I think um, I'm a fan of like a lot of great rock that comes from actually from your country. Like my, my parents were into the Beatles and the, and the Kinks. Oh, and uh, Kinks. oh, Kinks are one of my favorites. Um, the even the Rolling Stones, which it actually took me a little longer to get into the Rolling Stones, but all of the great the bands and um, the and, who, and it's the, be the who, the who's in there. Um, you can hear that in some of my music. Um, th- there's a band called the Jam that a lot of people over here don't know. Oh man, a brilliant army. But I feel like the Jam is bigger in England. Like, Absolutely, people, yeah, That's my either. Yeah, and every time I get a, a comparison to uh, to the jam from someone, I know we're going to speak the right language because 
I, that's the whole reason I wanted to be in a three-piece band in the first place was, you know, hearing like their first couple records and, and, um, and even the way they looked, I thought the way they looked was just so cool. Like the way they dressed. So that's kind of where I am. You know, I, I, over here there's, it's a little harder now because there's not as many rock and roll bands anymore. It's like, I'm somewhat of a relic now because everyone's using their laptops to make, make, make records. Yeah. It's not my um, cup of tea. I'm a guitarist. I like playing my guitar. I like getting my acoustic out and jamming with it. Yeah, I was gonna say, what kind of stuff do you like? What What do you like to like? What do you play? Like when you pull out your acoustic, what type of stuff? Oh, uh, Pink Floyd's The Jam, The Who. I'm a I'm a big fan of The Who. A lot of the Kings. Uh, you know, I'll pretty much go through a massive list of music that I absolutely. Do. I love the Beatles, obviously. Who doesn't love the Beatles? And also, yeah. I'm Scottish, so a lot of Scottish stuff. A bit of Proclaimers comes out there. Oh yeah, Proclaimers. Tom, like- wait, is Tom Jones Scottish? No, he's Welsh. No, he's Welsh. Yeah, yeah, he's a Welsh guy. Don't confuse us. <laughs> I, I apologize. What? Wait, there's another big band from Scotland. I like. Is it the Cocteau Twins? Yeah. Uh, they- I'm not, I'm not doing it. The Thompson Twins? No, it's the Cocteau Twins. I feel like there's I, another Scottish band that I know. The Simple Minds. There's Texas. I mean, Texas. Charlene Spatiri. I mean. Texas are brilliant. You've got to check them out. Simple Minds. Right. Well, isn't ACDC originally from Scotland? Like, like No, they're um, Geordies. Oh, okay. He's right. a big Geordie. Oh, he's got like ACDC as well. He's a big Geordie, man. Superb. Got, got it. But yeah, so, I, what do you think of the 90s stuff? Like, talk to me about Oasis. Do you know what? I have a hard time with them. I, I, I'm not. Do you know what? It's a catch-22 for this, because I like a lot of Liam Gallagher's work, but I'm not really keen on Oasis. Yeah, me neither. It's weird. You'd think we would because of the, the influences are right. Yeah, I mean, I'm an, I like to excess. You know, I, I think when I listen to you, I get a lot of connection. I, you sound a lot like a young Mick from NXS. I really liked it. Okay, first of all, that's one of the best compliments I've ever gotten, so thank you for that. You're very welcome. But that's, I'm going to tell you a little secret about this record that I sent you. Is when, I have, uh, when I'm writing a new record, I'll sit down with another record that I really like, and I'll write down like the tempos of the, rec- of the songs. And for this record, it, I used NXS Kick. Oh, that record. absolutely. It's best album ever, I know. So I wrote down, I sat down, and I did like the first 10 songs off Kick, and I just an- analyzed how fast each song was. And then that's the, that was the blueprint for how I wrote the songs on this record. So not only did you give me a great compliment around Michael Hutchins, but you kind of felt the inexcessness in the songwriting. Absolutely. Yeah. And what an album. Need You Tonight. Oh, oh. God. Do you know what? I absolutely love that album. That record is kind of nonstop, top to bottom. Absolutely. Like, I like Listen Like Thieves a lot, but there's a couple clunkers on there. Oh, Calling All Nations. Oh, my God. I've gone back here. Guns in the Sky. Oh, yep. I love that song. Tiny Daggers. That's a great record. Oh, it's amazing. Amazing. I do miss that guy so much. Yeah, I was bummed. Why did the good ones die so young? I know. I know. I've managed to live so long. <laughs> <laughs> well, look. Greg, I really love Cockafinny. Uh, it's a fantastic track. And I, I've got to know, what was the idea behind the music? We, um, we were supposed to go into the studio back in March. And then we were going to go on tour out in the West Coast of the United States. And then, you know, the quarantine happened. Tour got canceled. They closed the studio. And then probably around June, I was itching. And, and the studio was hurting because they had lost a lot of revenue because no one was coming in to record. So I sent uh, John Vanderslice, who's the owner of the studio. He's like a he's a great musician in and of his own right. I said, hey, if we go in and uh, you know we we socially distant in the studio and and we take each other's temperature, uh, are you okay? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. sure. So, so we kind of snuck in, and uh, me and uh, my engineer Jacob and uh, my drummer and my bass player, we stuck in and uh, 
I wrote all the songs like two or three days before the session because I didn't, I wanted it to feel fresh. Um, and I sat out in my garage with a six pack and I have a little suitcase that has a, a little kick drum in it, right? And I, I kicked the drum, you know, I kicked the suitcase and, and I wrote uh, eight of the 11 songs, uh, like two days. Brilliant. And it was all, you know, it all came out about, you know, I'm having a daughter, it's quarantine, what the, what the hell is going on in the world? And that all kind of came out in this, uh, in this little package. So now I'm doing videos for like four of the songs and, um, you know, slowly kind of letting them out. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens between now and election time. Um, the next video features a cameo by one of my favorite artists. So I'm excited to get that out. And uh, yeah, so it's, you know, this is, uh, this is my way of dealing with quarantine. Let me try to write uh, a, a, the best record I can and then present it to the world in a fun way. So what inspired you to get into music, Greg? You know, that's a great question. My mom, did you have the, uh, like the record and tape clubs over there? I did, yeah. So like yep. it, for over here, you'd, it was like 12, you'd get like 12 tapes or cassettes. Uh, 12 tracks. For like a dollar or, you know. Yeah, we had eight tracks. It was eight tracks for us. And then you'd, you'd get all these, all this music sent to you. So my mom, when I was young, she joined one of those. And my God, she would get like, you know, she would get a Herb Albert. He's like a trumpet player guy. And then she'd also get like Led Zeppelin. So she would, well, yeah. she would get all this, this stuff that was uh, all over, all over the place. And she'd play all these different records. And, and I don't know about you, but like when, when I could make my mom laugh, that was a good moment for me. Yeah. It's great. Enough. Yeah. And so she would put this music on and like, we would kind of bond over that. And then, and then pretty soon I, I sort of picked up uh, one of those little uh, battery operated keyboards, like a little Casio Yamaha. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, those ones that you would like, uh, you know, you go into a store and you'd be able to just sit and play with and annoy everyone around you. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and then weirdly, the uh, the Van Halen song uh, "Jump" came out. Rest in, rest in uh, peace. He's my hugest influence, and absolutely. And, and "Jump" came out, and instead of picking up the guitar, I learned to play "Jump" on the keyboards. Isn't that weird? Wow. So Eddie, yeah. Eddie Van Halen inspired me as a keyboard player first because I was about ten, and. Uh, and it just went from there. And I just, you know, I went down the rabbit hole. Like you, you know, I just picked up a guitar. I tried to play along with songs I liked. And, uh, and it just became an obsession. It was like a healthy obsession versus, uh, you know, some of the other things I could have done. My, my dad sort of got me into music without actually knowing it because he used to play a, a guy called Marty Robbins. Yeah, Marty Robbins. And when I was a, when I was a kid growing up and every time I heard that, them, them, that music, I just thought, you know, I really like that song. And then next thing I know, I'm like, out in the West and Hills of out in the West House of El Paso. And I'm like, here we go. I'm singing El Paso on a guitar. And I'm like, you know, and that was just because of my dad. And from then on in, obviously, my neighbor, I, I'm, I'm in a certain age group where I, I got to hear Pink Floyd sure. at a certain time. And it just took me, it took it blew me away. I loved all that kind of music. Oh, yeah. And next thing I know, I'm, I'm, I'm mixing it with the Sex Pistols. I'm listening to obviously the Jam. Yeah. I'm going, and I'm just thinking, you know, there's so much music out there. I just want to, I want to learn as much as I can, and I want to all. I don't just want one thing. I want to, I don't want one genre. I want so many. Yeah. Yeah. Pink Floyd's a great example of someone that you listen to them, and you can really go down the rabbit hole. Like I remember when I got into the Wall. Like I, yeah. I listened to that probably every day in my junior year of high school. You know, it was just like I, that was like food for me. Absolutely. Yeah, but you're so right. Like, it's funny that you get into like this like American singer songwriter Marty Robbins. Who, it's amazing. Who's singing about yeah, honestly singing about this this almost fictitious like history of the United States that doesn't really exist. Exactly. Yeah, talking about a cowboy who goes in to pick up probably a, 
a hooker in a bar and he ends up getting shot for him. You know, you're thinking, well, you know, that's about right. Isn't it? But, but, you know, that's the, that's why music's so great. Like you, here's this like cultural, I, I think music ties everything together. Like I didn't even know I would listen to a song. I didn't even know where the artist was from at that point. You know, it's not like there was a Wikipedia yeah. or a, you know, I would, I would memorize, uh, I would sit down with the album cover and, and I knew who did the like, artwork for Pink Floyd before I knew where it was recorded. Yeah, that's right, yeah. You know? I was just saying, the artwork was amazing. You know, Wish You Were Here album was fantastic. Well. Are you a vinyl guy? Do you still have... Oh, God, I, yeah. Oh, yeah, too right. Vinyl is king and always will be. Well, I'm going to have to get your address because the uh, I actually just got the, the test pressings back for Cacophony, and uh, that should be done... I think the vinyls will be done by, uh, like, December over here. So you're going to send me a little signed copy over? Of there? course, I'll send you a. I'll oh yeah, send you a care package. Oh, that'd be brilliant! But I'll tell you what's, what's funny, Dennis, is all of the uh, vinyl manufacturing plants are backed up. Like everyone's making vinyl again. It's great. It's fantastic. Is, it's the best sound in the world. I just love the idea of you open it, you pull it out, you put it down. I like listening to a side of a record. It's like just the right amount of time for my attention span. So, Greg. A big one here for you. If you could up for, if you could open up for any band or any singer, Ooh. who would it be and why? Oh wow, that's a great question. Any band, any singer. Are we talking like modern? Like it would have to be someone. Uh, no, no, no. Just live, dead. You know, somewhere in another planet, somewhere. You know, like Elvis. Maybe I don't know. No, I don't, okay. Anything at all. Like, you know, well, I'm gonna, whatever you. I'm gonna go with. Because I've seen this person three times, and I was blown away every time. And he never needs an opening act. But since this is made up, I'm going to go with Paul McCartney. Oh, have you wow. seen him? I have. I've, do you know what? I've been very lucky and very privileged to have actually seen him in Liverpool. Yeah. So, wow, in Liverpool, uh, no less. Yeah, in Liverpool. Yeah, it was. It was a sort of. A, I was actually going to look at some old guitars there because there were some Martins restored Martins, and I was in this guitar store. And he was in doing a little, he was doing a, a book thing and we got to hear him play his guitar yeah. and it was like a little private thing and it was just That's amazing. amazing. I'm jealous. Well, if I'm honest, Greg, I blagged it. I totally blagged it again. See, I made them think I was some big superstar <laughs> guitar shop. I just wanted to see this new Ranger Martin guitars and all that and get a play on it. So <laughs> I thought I'll write to them and tell them I've got this company up in Carlisle and we make traditional guitars and we import from America and they bought it. <laughs> And there was champagne and I genius, genius, there, my so, friend. Uh, you know, I never got through. I never got through out, Greg. So it must have went. Well, you know, he's one of those people that, uh, like, he doesn't have to still be doing what he's doing. Like, he could have quit years ago. And yeah, the absolutely. fact that I mean, I just saw him a couple of years ago, and it was. I mean, I cry, and I never cry. I'm not a crier, but you know, he gets up there and starts doing, you know, the the last part of Abbey Road, and I'm 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 like a little kid again. I was lucky. I met I met Paul Simon in Las Vegas, mm. and 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 believe it or not, in the Westgate Hotel in Las Vegas, I bumped into Paul. Was Simon. he nice? And I was amazing. Do you know what? I was I, I started playing some of his music on guitar, and he just like he just stopped, and I was like, oh well, what do you know what I mean? I was I was with a load of Celtic fans, which is our local club in, in Scotland, Glasgow Celtic, right. and we go over there every couple of years for this mad festival. And he just happened to be in the hotel, God love him, because there was always a guitar kicking about. Whenever there's drunk Scottish or Irish, there's a guitar. <laughs> and so I, I started picking it up, and I was playing, you know, some of his music, and, and he just he just came up, and he was standing there, and I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. That's amazing. <laughs> and I was just like, wow. Did you, you get know? a picture? 
I did, but, yeah. I was very lucky. Yeah. He was he was very pop he was very popular with everyone else and he was very kind to everyone. So I know he's some people had a have a different opinion on him, but I really enjoyed him. I thought he was great. Yeah, I'm not a uh, I'm I'm kinda agnostic. I mean I I think the Simon and Garfunkel stuff I listened to when I was a kid was great. Yeah. But then you know, the eighties are weird. You start getting into the eighties and all these great seventies people put out these weird albums, you know. Paul McCartney's yeah. output in the eighties was pretty bad. You know, it's like Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, you say that. Himself. Yeah, I know. I know. Flowers in the dirt. I'm like, you're like, come on, what are you doing? Oh, dear. Just me. Bad Whoa. stuff. So, yeah, it's it's weird that how some of those 70s guys, like, I remember uh, Moody Blues, you know, the Moody Blues. Well, they yep. had a couple 80s records, and I remember seeing them on MTV, like, I don't know, 84, 85. They had a video out. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, these guys were not made for MTV. No. no. <laughs> You're just clinging on, eh? Clinging on. Well, you know, I, I have a I have a little prog rock in me. Like, like my sister listened to Yes, so I was a Yes fan. But same with them. As soon as the '80s kicked in, and they're like showing up on MTV, and they got all this makeup on, you're like, I think you guys should have sat this one out. Like, there's a yeah. reason that the '70s didn't have videos. Ex- yeah, exactly, <laughs> and and that's what odds to enjoy. <laughs> Right. Now the jam, the jam would look good. You know, they would look great. Absolutely. Greg, you obviously enjoy being on the road. And I've got to ask, what has been your favorite venue? Favorite venue? Uh, to play, I, uh, when I lived in New York, it's a toss-up. We used to play the Knitting Factory in New York a lot. Uh, it was the old Knitting Factory, which was down uh, in Tribeca. It's since moved. But the Knitting Factory is one of the best clubs I've ever played. And then I also got to wow. play a place called the Bowery Ballroom. Uh, which is another New York venue, uh, which is a, a pretty big, pretty big venue. Um, those are probably two of my favorites for for my own reasons. And I, when I was in England, I got to play at this a thing called the Latitude Fest. I don't know if it's even. I don't wow. even know if it's still going. But um, do you know? I don't. I'm not sure if it still is. Eh? That's going back. It's up like year, in eh? Lowenstadt. I want to say Lowenstadt, and it's the thing I remember. Lowenstadt. Yes, the thing I remember. <laughs> there's two things I remember about that gig. One is. Uh, Wet yes, but the darkness was from there. Remember the darkness? Yes, that's right. So yeah, yeah. Everyone Justin. would talk about it, like, oh, the darkness, the darkness. They were kind of big at that time. And two, it, that was when I, I remember walking around and I finally understood Radiohead. <laughs> yeah, I, I could, another band I absolutely love. And that's that's how you are. They are built for festival. They're a festival yeah. band. And, and I just, I never got them because I always thought they were like a cheap Pink Floyd. But somehow on that trip, I listened to Radiohead while I was in Lowndes, whatever it is. You say it way better than me. And and I was like, oh, now this music makes sense to me. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? So, what's been the most interesting thing you have seen or, or read? This the most week? interesting thing I've seen I read this week. Give me a moment. My mind is going a hundred different places. Uh, I would say uh, I read an article about um, how to uh, uh, boil guitar strings. Uh, so the, <laughs> oh yeah, to so clean that, them, yeah, to get them right so that they they, they will not only stay in tune longer, but you don't have to replace them as often. Yeah, that's right. It takes all the, all the garbage off them, and they sound great. Well, you know, I'm getting lazier, Dennis. The older I get, so now I'm looking for ways to not even have to change my guitar strings as often. Yeah, <laughs> I know how this can end. <laughs> My friend plays guitar, and he doesn't like changing his guitar yeah. strings either. And I see yeah. how that goes, especially when he's having a a jam in one of his tracks, and he ends up spilling uh, strings everywhere, and he's moaning. Or he right. forgets, he forgets, 
and he decides to go to the pub to do a little, yeah. you know, solo session. Hasn't Ping. changed the strings in a long Ping. time. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> well, when I'm on tour, I try to change them right before the gig, every gig. And then I, you know, I yeah, stretch them out and I try do. to like get them so they are in tune by the time we start. But, you know, you start get around like the 20th show. You're like, I really don't. I, I really just want to have a drink and take a nap. Yeah, yeah. I've got enough of this. <laughs> Give me the beer. Exactly. <laughs> so, if you had one message for your fans during COVID, what oh, would it that's be? a question that I love. And it's just, uh, I think the big thing is people have to keep making stuff. And some days yeah. it might just be breakfast. You know, that might be all you have in you. Um, but you got to look at it as creativity is the thing that's going to get you through this like madness. Uh, Absolutely. And, and I've, I've Absolutely. actually was talking to a, a, a songwriter friend of mine yesterday who I, I, I hung out with and he's like, I haven't been able to write at all. I haven't been able to sit down. Oh, and no. even, you know, I, you kind of have to just sit down and make yourself do it because it's, it's almost like exercise. If you don't, you, you kind of lose the, uh, the feeling, the good feeling that you get when you do it. So that's my advice. Like, just don't stop making stuff and, and, you know, pick up a new hobby. Like I, I, I've been trying to keep my plants alive, which I've never had time to do because I've always been away from home. Um, <laughs> and there's great satisfaction in that. I like that. Keeping them alive. Keep your plants alive. <laughs> First a good idea. Yes. So, Greg, who would you most like to do a collaboration with? Oh, that's a great question. I am a uh, Nine Inch Nails. Do you know Nine Inch Nails? So they're no, bigger over here, and, and the yeah. guy's name is Trent Reznor, and he's um he's actually from near where I grew up. Where where he's a little older than me, but he does a lot of great soundtrack work, like a lot of the movies that are out right now. He's uh he's been doing a lot of soundtrack work with, and I really love the way he uses uh like textures in his productions. He's very good at like, yeah, wow, he makes like things sort of crawl, and and uh, he he gives a lot of organic uh organic audio sounds to stuff, which is something I'm not great at. Like I'm very visceral. I like hitting a guitar and I get a chord out of it. And uh, you know, if you listen to the, most of my stuff, it's kind of percussive. Like I'm a, more of a percussive writer, uh, mostly because I like playing yeah. the drums as well. So the, the idea of collaborating with someone like him, who's really good at taking the raw material and sort of adding this like element of uh, almost breathing and organicness to it would be super exciting for me. I like yeah. I like Sandra. Is there anybody, right, anybody apart from yourself, yep. obviously, who you would rate as a perfect friend? <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, that's a hilarious question. Uh, I don't know. I'm not good with perfection. I like I like mistakes, you know. Um, so maybe I'll go with uh, I'll go with someone who makes a lot of mistakes and does it well. Who would be uh, Eddie Van Halen? He's uh, he's the yeah. king of turning a mistake into a feature. You know. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So what's the strangest request you've ever had from mm, a fan? You know, I was <laughs> I was just Remember, remember some of this, some of this has it's, to it's... stay clean. <laughs> I think this is clean enough. I was uh, on tour in uh, in England and um we played a couple nights in a row uh in in the same area and we had met a few uh there was a couple people, a couple ladies and a, and a there was a group of people that sort of came both nights. And the first night they came back to our hotel and we were all sitting around having a couple beers. And, um, and I was talking about how uh, I, I thought it was so great that in England there was, there was a, this was a while ago now, it was in the 2000s. There were a lot of drag uh, performers that, that like there was, it's brilliant. 
Yeah, Stella, and, and, and so uh, the, the one of the girls who stayed, she 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 hung out with us that night. The next night, brought me a dress, uh, <laughs> and she said, she said, why don't you put this on before you play tonight? And I said, um, I'm not going to do that, but let's go. We'll all go back to the hotel like we did last night, and I'll put it on in front of everybody. And uh, so that was absolutely a, that was a fine that was a fine moment where uh, I got to dress up in women's clothing for a complete stranger. <laughs> oh right i love that i love that so if you had a superpower yep. any superpower no matter what it you want what would you like to have and why i would like to be able to speak and translate in any language well wow, think about it you could go anywhere you could, you could chat with all the local. Oh, God, you could eavesdrop on conversations you know i hate when i'm somewhere where there's people speaking a different language and i know they're talking about me yeah, it's horrible, isn't it? It's absolutely awful. Yep. And you know they are, but you just and you smile at you while they're doing it. They have a little smile as if you know you yeah. know they're ripping the Mickey out of you, but you're like they're probably like can't they're probably this. This jerk. <laughs> what a what a what an what an asshole this guy is. So Greg, what have you got in the pipeline and what can we expect in the coming well, months we, from you? So we did um we just put out a video for the song Messed Up World and it's tied into three other videos. So the next video is done. Um, I can't wait to get it to you. In fact, I'll send you a link to it. It's not going to be out for a couple of weeks, but I'll let you oh, check it probably. out uh, as long as you don't share it. Um, I know you won't. I promise. And you won't. it's uh, it ties into the the first video, and and the uh, there's two more videos after that. So all four videos sort of tie together, and and really they're just about me uh, laying in bed. Like that's the theme. The theme is I'm stuck in bed. I'm cool. depressed, and here's the world that's going on in my head. So. That's going to be now until the end of the year. And then uh, hopefully we'll get to tour again next year. That's my hope. That's a yeah. hope, right? Hopefully. Well, this is a, this is a good one, ladies. If, let's just say, Super Bowl, final day, they phone you up, Greg, and they say, Greg, we want you to perform. What tracks would you perform for the wow. opening of the Super Bowl? Uh, opening of the Super Bowl. What tracks of mine would I perform? Ah. <sighs> That's a tough question, Dennis. I mean, you always think of the new stuff, but I don't know. The whole world is watching you well, at that I moment. It... I mean, just don't do a Diana Ross opening the World Cup. <laughs> That's all you need to remember. <laughs> no, I'd want to be like Prince at the Super Bowl. That, that was oh, transcendent, that guy. Uh, I would say I have a song called Baby the World's on Fire on our last record, our double record. I'd probably yep. play that. I'm, I'm going to say I have probably three songs I could play. So I'd do that one. I'd probably do one that's an oldie called Two Fingers Crossed just because it's my kink song. And then uh, I'd probably yep. do something new, which is I'd probably do the new song, which I'll send you the video for. It's called Can You Take It? It's a rocker. Yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a rocker. Like it's that. like the jam meets Devo. Wow, I like I, yeah. I actually I like the sound of that. I actually really like the sound. That sounds exciting stuff. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Definitely. So you're coming. Yep. You're in. You're on tour. You're in a hotel. One of them dodgy sure. hotels in the Midwest. Oh, I've, you know I've the seen ones them I mean, a lot. Okay, and you get and you get stuck oh. in an elevator. Who would you most love to be with, and who would you most love to be with stuck I... in that elevator? And beer can be plenty of beer can be included. I would wanna. My first, the first thing I thought of was PJ Harvey. Do you know who PJ Harvey is? Yeah, I'll tell I do, you, yeah. I was, oh, um, wow. I was in a bar. I lived in New York City for 10 years before I came to California. And uh, PJ Harvey was right next to me at the bar ordering beers. And uh, 
I looked down wow. and it was her and I just, I couldn't talk. I couldn't say anything. So if I was stuck in an elevator with her, I'd actually be forced to ask her about her songwriting and her life and just have that. Wow. You know, she got an MBE, you she, know, she got an MBE. She, it's, it's no, yes, PG have an MBE. Remember, if we're going to call Polly by your name, remember to address her. I'm ready. Her MBE. She's a member well, of the British that's wonderful to know. And, and <laughs> I would be, uh, she probably wouldn't want to talk to me if I didn't know that information up front. So thank you for that. Absolutely, she'd expect you to know that and give her a little curtsy <laughs> or whatever, a bow, whatever you have to do. <laughs> how do I? How do I address the? Um, the person I would least like to get stuck in an elevator with would be, uh, I would say, it was my ninth grade uh, geometry te- teacher. He was. Uh, he just talked and talked, wow. and uh, he was boring. And he talked about math. And and I got to be honest, Dennis, I don't really care about math that much. I know it's important. But, uh, but uh, yeah. yeah, I think he's the first Absolutely. person that comes to mind. Forget, forget that guy. For me, it would be, if I could get stuck in the elevator with JFK, yeah. I'd love that. I'd, I'd just yeah. pick his brain about so much. And the person I would hate most of all is a politician. Be a Matt, Hancock. Matt Hancock. Yeah, he's the most, check him out. You'll get <laughs> what I mean. He's the most derived human being ever met. He, he, honestly, he makes me want to cancel dental appointments because I could probably just pull my own teeth out myself <laughs> listening to him. <laughs> He's that bad. What is it about honestly? politics that like, makes all these, these people get involved in it? I'm like, you'd think there'd be some people we'd like to, like JFKs. Where are the new JFKs? Exactly. And, and what, I get, what I don't understand now is suddenly... I look at some of the politicians when they were younger and they were pretty cool. Some of them were pretty cool. People believe it or not. And then some nights, they must just go to bed one night and somewhere during the night, the fashion devil comes in and just steals their whole wardrobe and dresses them like complete gimps. And they turn into complete, I don't know, undervalued in their opinion and over-educated than the rest of us. Yeah, and you yeah just I don't. Slap they them. open their mouths and I'm like, can you say something helpful? Like just... Yeah. Can't you say yes or no? Yeah, makes no sense. <laughs> Greg, what's the best advice you've ever been given and what's the best advice you would give best to someone advice. starting I, out? I think, um, I think that the, the best advice is uh, try it yourself first. So if there's something you feel like you need to ask someone for help with or uh, if there's something, a task you want to complete, there's probably a good chance you can do it. You know? Uh, and I say this yeah. as a new homeowner because, uh, you know, stuff breaks. And uh, the last thing I want to do is call three different plumbers or three different electricians. Uh, but, but, but you can do that, yeah. you know, after. Um, so that would be my advice. And the best advice I think I ever got, was that the second part of the question? The best advice I ever got yep. was uh, there's a, a guy named Brian Baker, and he's a, uh, he's a well-known indie punk rock musician here in America. He was in a band called uh, – Minor Threat, and he's in a band called Bad Religion now, which is big over here. And uh, I hung out with him. I've hung out with him a couple times. And one night, I, I told him I had gotten my first check for uh, songwriting from BMI, which is a publisher. And he said, he said, yep, he know, said isn't yep. it nice wow. to get paid for writing songs? He goes, it makes you just want to not stop writing songs. And it was like, because, you know, we all sit around oh, wow. and we have our things, but in some ways, if someone pays you to do something, there's a validation there. And I, I that was a moment for me, like, oh, yeah. it's not that I write songs to get paid. Clearly, it's it, that doesn't matter. But when you do get paid, you realize 
hey, maybe someday I'll get paid again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'd be nice. Right, here's a good one for you, Greg. How would you describe yourself if you're meeting your partner's parents? Oh, that's a good one. Uh... Well, well, I, I do know how they are. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to try to go back That's five or right. six years. Uh, I would say, uh, you know, trustworthy. Uh, I, 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 I can, uh, I, can uh, I, I make money. I can make money. I'm a money-making person. Um, and, and I think also uh, creative. I always like to talk about the creative process and being a creative person and how, how that translates into uh, success in many different forms. Well, I mean, I, I have a I have a stepdaughter who's in her twenties, and if her partner came home and said to me, you know, I'm trustworthy, I'm also, I'm, I have to be honest. My first thought is, no, you're no. <laughs> when they turn and say, I like money, I think you don't get any. <laughs> well, that's a dad's I, look. I have a new daughter; <laughs> she's only three months old, and I can only imagine what I'm going to have to go through as far as the dating stuff. I, how many oh, do you have? Yeah. Uh, don't worry. I've just got one. One. I've got. I've got four got kids, it. but I've got one who's a daughter. She's a stepdaughter, but she's done university and all that. And she's done really well for herself. But I've yeah. had many a class with her. Many a oh. class. I, I I forget how nice she was when she was younger. Well, you know, as soon as they start thinking for themselves, <laughs> you're in trouble. Absolutely. If you could go back to yourself when you were twelve, what would you say? Um, I would say. Stop worrying uh, that you don't feel like people like you, like that, that you're not a cool kid, you know, because most of the people that were bullies yeah. and, and, and jerks and, 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 you know, they, they looked at you because you're a musician, like you were funny. Uh, they're, they're fat and lonely right now, and they still, you know, they're living at home with their parents, some of them. So I would just tell myself to, to just, you know, stay the course. Don't worry about it. Because kids are, kids are jerks at that age. Yeah, cause there's there's no meaning to it as well. Kids are the worst, the worst. Yeah, being nasty. And they're always physically nasty. Anybody else? Makes no sense. Like you know, good. So, Greg, what is your creative creative process? I I work well with deadlines, Dennis. So sometimes that can be a tour that's coming up, or that can be a recording studio. Like I've booked time at at an outside recording studio. Um. But I really, when, I, when it's time to write, uh, I have to sit down with like a pot of coffee and a piece of paper and a pen, and I just have to sit and do it. Like I, it's, it's not a magical, it's not magic for me. It's wow. really about putting in the work. And yeah, and, and, and honestly, yeah, like I have, a, I've written a lot of songs that no one will ever hear, and that's okay. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah, you can hear it. You can hear the thought process. You can hear the work that goes into your music. It comes across, and some of your music is really inspiring as well. I really like some of it. it really, it makes one. It makes me want to pick up my guitar. And for Great. some reason, makes me want and to. And you know what? Then my my job is has been done here. That's what I want. I want people to be inspired by, by and done well by the idea of listening to other people. Yeah. So finally, a great question is: you can hug. You can kiss, you can slap. Who would you hug? Who would you kiss? And who would you slap? Uh, <laughs> you can be as candid. You can you can be as candid as you hug, like, but don't withdraw from the hug, question. kiss, <laughs> and slap. And well, slap. you know, I might give. Uh, I might. This is going to sound a little weird, but you got to follow me on this. I think I might hug Donald Trump. Go right for now. it. 
I think I would say, I think he needs buddy, a hug. I think buddy, somebody needs to just, give him a hug. Just slow down, slow down, and figure some stuff Show out. Here. People want people. People need leadership. You know, I, I'm not saying I support him as a politician, but he feels like he needs a hug. Uh, yeah, yep. Yeah. He, he's like a Judas <laughs> Elba I mean, on acid. I don't know what they're like, shooting like, those Judas folks up full of, but whatever it is, give, give me some. <laughs> Uh, Kiss is 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 a tough one. Um, assuming this is like a like a a friendly mutual thing. Yeah, um, yeah, just stop. Yep. You know, I I kind of have a, I kind of have a little crush on Halle Berry right now. She's an actress over here. Do you know Halle Berry? Uh, I know oh. who she is. I, I know who yeah. Halle Berry is. Yeah, I've yeah. Seen her in Bond and all that, and I remember. Her. I think she was in Will Smith's. Uh, well, you know what's what's so weird, Dennis, is you well. follow oh, yeah, these people pretty... on Instagram, and then and then you feel like you know them a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, she was great. I in remember the and She was in the new John Wick, which is uh, that's a big oh, movie yeah. over here. John Wick. Yeah, and then... I love John Wick. I absolutely love it. I imagine riding down <laughs> Manhattan in a horse. I mean, come on, who would not want to shoot Baller. down New York in the middle of a horse? I admire that movie. Yeah, for that. no, it's a great movie. They're great fun well. action, dumb, dumb action movies. I love them. Uh, and then, and then slap. I'd probably, <laughs> after I'm done hugging Donald Trump, I would slap him. <laughs> <laughs> Here, Donald, have a hug. Oh, and, thanks, then, man. and then here's how most slap. of us really feel. <laughs> here's, here's what you think in your mind, and here's the exactly. reality. <laughs> Oh well, Greg, it's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, Thanks, you know it's been Dennis, a bit of an honor actually talking to you. I appreciate I it so much. Um, I, 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 it always uh, makes me happy when people are so direct with their feedback. I think that's important to tell people how you feel. And and I that first message you sent me about Michael Hutchins really warmed my heart. So thank you. That's you're very welcome. I would like you to introduce. Your any song of yours. Well, you know what? I think we should uh, let's play that new one. Uh, Can you take it? This is off my uh, new record, Cacophony, and the video will be out in about two weeks. So, thank you, Dennis. You're very welcome. This is the Guildford Gazette podcast. I'm Dennis Devon. I've been joined and privileged to be joined by Greg Hall. Right, my friend. Take care and God bless America.
number one. No, no, number one. When the sun goes down and the moon lights the sky, I am there, lurking in the shadows. <laughs> Check us out on Facebook. Playing you the greatest hits of all time. on Facebook. Playing you the greatest hits of all time. You're number one. No, 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 no. 
And now... out on Facebook. Playing you the greatest hits of all time.
got the red light A dress I'm sure of But it's not just right It started straight off Coming here as hell That's the first words We asked what he meant He said, where you from? We told him my lot We take a holiday Is this what you want? So have a night us out on facebook all the way from the 60s 70s 80s 90s and today playing you the greatest hits of all time your number one and now when the sun goes down and the moon lights the sky i am there lurking in the shadows <laughs> Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Check us out on Facebook. <laughs> 